0: hi everybody and welcome to our challenge success podcast i'm courtney spikes parent volunteer and mom of a seventh grader here at viewpoint and i'm really excited today because we have a 12th grader Gracie Schechter here to talk to us. Not only is she an amazing student here at Viewpoint School, uh, but she's also uh, a member of the Challenge Success Student Club, um, and uh, she is actually in the process of applying to colleges right now. Welcome, Gracie. We're so glad to have you. Thank you.
1: That was a great introduction. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Delighted. We're delighted. Now, I think actually you're probably more than a member of the student club. Can you tell us a little bit about the club and and your role in it?
1: In my time at the high school at Viewpoint, the club was actually created in the sense of the student group and the parent group, um, and so it was created when I was a 10th grader, and I was a member then, and then last year as a junior, I co-led with an amazing student named Winnell, and when she went off to graduate last June, I now run, kind of run the club on my own, um, in conjunction with Miss Emerson, who has been on here, and then a few faculty advisors, Dr. Steiger and
0: Miss Bragg. That's great. And when you first got together when you were in 10th grade, what what were you told or what was your expectation for the club? Yeah.
1: So I just remember it as like this very grand invitation, you know, it came from Miss Emerson, who is like <laughs> kind of a person of high status. And she was like, you've been invited to. Oh. And we all gathered and um, then Miss Ms. Hubbard, now Miss Kamen's room. And it has this very cozy feeling. And just from the beginning, it was always a group that was really interested in talking about very, very real dynamic subjects, but also in a very comforting, welcoming environment.
0: And you're talking about Annika Emerson, who is chief innovation officer here at Viewpoint, yes. uh, and also the head of the I guess the faculty side of things. And she's mm-hmm. also on the parent committee. So she's, um, she's you know, touches all three legs of the stool as she likes to talk about it, faculty, yeah. parents, and students. So um, yeah. she's got a lot of insight. So you got together and you created this club and then you've now are in the third year of the club and yeah. you've also had a chance to grow as it's evolved. So so what is the purpose of the club today and, and what um, should students expect if they join?
1: Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, they view challenge success as the survey outlet. We're kind of known for putting out a lot of surveys, checking in <laughs> with people about how they're feeling. Um, and I do think that remains to be true, but I also think behind the door of our of our meeting, which the door is always open for anyone to join, we're, we're always talking about very, very, very small details of the student experience that can be elevated. So for example, like we had a, two full meetings where we talked about furniture in the hallways and how that can play into um, a growth mindset, how that plays into a, a moving working environment, how that plays into any free time people have. And so I think what it's evolved from is kind of a group of students coming from a lot of different areas of the school, but now coming together to just create a better space for for everyone, no matter what you're involved in, whether you're a theater kid, whether you're an athlete, whether you're solely really working on academic activities. And I think what you can expect when you come is just to know whatever your perspective is, we're going to try and make the most meaningful change out of it.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really uh, welcoming to every student uh, at Viewpoint. And and the club uh, is there to serve the upper school, correct? So anyone in 9th, 10th, 11th, or 12th yes. grade can attend or join?
1: Yes. So I understand there's some extensions of the club in, in middle school, but for the most part, it is an upper school club. And I think what you mentioned about just being welcoming to everyone is that's how we're going to make the most of of that meaningful change we spoke of is making sure we have a very diverse set of opinions on the school and so that's why we really really encourage people that you know are have a heavy workload at all times have a light workload at all times have six things in their orbit at all times have kind of one thing yeah
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense at the club you're able mm-hmm. to listen and mm-hmm. receive What people where meet people where they're at, receive what they have to say, maybe offer some advice, maybe offer a place for shared experiences so they don't feel like they're alone, and also some takeaways um, in terms of how they can utilize some of the resources from Challenge Success to help them navigate uh, the stress that happens sort of naturally um, as part of a high school experience.
1: Yeah. That's, that's definitely the most part of it. And I think a lot of times when someone's come to us or the group has been in a consensus of something needing to change, there's always like an event out of it. You know, like we've had, we've had speakers come and talk about how looking for colleges is more than just, you know, rankings. And it's far more about how you fit into that schools, into that school and activities where, you know, we we had, a lot of it is revolving college, I will say, because I yeah. think being at Viewpoint, it's the main focus of a lot of kids in the end goal. And so we've really just tried to take what we've heard from everyone coming to the meetings and, and implement certain events and activities that's going to change their perspective on college and the
0: college process. That's great. That's great. I, and I love to dive a little bit more into those specifics. Yeah. So um, the first thing you mentioned earlier, I really want to come back to it, furniture in the hallway, because I got to tell you, I remember (laughs) in my whole school years, you were constantly sitting on the floor in the hallway. Constantly. Yeah.
1: That's a, that's a big thing, you know, like we're, well, especially with COVID that's, it's very unrealistic. That we'll be in the same environment as we were before. You know, we were like laying all over each other, backpacks (laughs) everywhere. And we had some pretty intense conversations about making sure, you know, the furniture we put in abides with fire
0: codes and still is comfortable and all that but what was the purpose like for you guys the idea of putting furniture in the hallway would solve what
1: it's a really interesting concept honestly I can't believe I'm going to get this deep into furniture but it's (laughs) you're you're putting in something that's going to take up more space but in order to create more space for x whether that's you know having a more dynamic conversation with your friend because you're able to sit on a bench with which kind of change like elevates the circumstance or whether you you know you're having a really tough day and just not having to bend all the way down to sit on the floor to do your math homework on your lap but rather have a comfortable table to sit to yourself and study how you're supposed to study. When we put in pieces of furniture that take up more space what we're actually doing is creating more space for more valuable conversations between students and teachers, more, more valuable space to actually get work done in a, in a quality manner.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, I can just envision it myself, like having yeah. pieces of, you know, benches or chairs or tables yeah. where you see students, you know, enjoying themselves or having enough um, comfort to get that mm-hmm. last little bit of work done before class or last yeah. bit of studying and having those conversations, like space for conversations and social connection, which I think we're all sort of yearning for these days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, you think about how nice it'll be to go back to a hallway with, with new furniture after sitting at the same desk for
0: seven (laughs) months now, you know? Absolutely. I totally welcome that. So when you have your challenge success student meetings, Mm -hmm. um, are they at a regular time or do they happen throughout the year? Like what's this, what's, how's that work?
1: Last year, we made sure to meet bi-monthly every other week, right? Um, Wednesdays at lunchtime. This year, because the schedule is a little funky, what we do is we've been meeting that same every other week, but on Thursdays during iBlock.
0: So Thursdays during iBlock is a good time to check in. And that Zoom link is posted where?
1: The zoom link is not posted anywhere right now what it's really been is people kind of come and come in contact however because because what we do is we we send out information right so like a survey is coming out tomorrow for students to do which could pique their interest in the club potentially and then usually what we've done is we've had someone someone reach out to a group member me miss emerson dr steiger but we should look into making sure it's posted on the website just for people to
0: Always yeah. Important. I wanted to go back to, you mentioned something about being a um, survey outlet. What does that yes. mean? Can you tell us a little about that.
1: In terms of collecting data, we have always found the most valuable way to do that is through surveys because it's far more, it's far, people's experiences are far more nuanced than can kind of just be answered in An interaction in the hallway or overhearing conversations with administration. And so what our surveys typically look like is sometimes they're a sliding scale, which then In order for us to not reduce emotions down to a number, we always provide space for a student to expand on whatever that that they put on that scale and with the surveys, you know, we, we we reflected back on one from last year in our past meeting about sleep schedule. And so now mm-hmm. we're able to compare, not, not saying that we expected us to all be in a pandemic at home, but <sighs> now we're able to compare the sleep data from that last year survey to sleep data we're gonna receive from students in the upcoming survey of while they've been at home. And then we're able to really find some of the positives in remote learning or, whatever circumstance we might be in. And and then we're also able to contrast it and look at some stuff that we need to to change.
0: That's great. So so you've been collecting data since the club started your 10th grade. 2018.
1: 2018.
0: So 2018 the club 2018. starts. That's right. So 2018, 2019, now 2020. So you have data from all this time yes. to compare. And what a, a powerful tool.
1: Yeah, and I think we've also found it a really valuable tool to collaborate with other clubs and affinity groups, right? So, like, we're able to work with Honor Committee, which is a group that also just kind of focuses on, like, student integrity, and that inherently kind of includes mental health as well, and we're able to be like, Hey, we actually think the feedback from this particular question on our survey would be really valuable for you guys to tackle because then we're not as a, as challenge success, we're not spreading ourselves too thin, not able to tackle what we feel like we can best tackle and make the change for.
0: That's great. That's great. I love that you've got collaboration and that the data is yeah. useful across the clubs. So tell me this, what are the things that challenge success from the club standpoint want to achieve?
1: I think what I've commonly noticed around viewpoints environment, there's a heavy level of stress, of course, and there's a heavy level of competition. And if through challenge success, we can follow that mission statement of broadening the definition of success, right? If through that, we can help students know that high school does not have to be about how much stress you have, and high school does not have to be about how you look on paper compared to the student next to you. I think that's going to create a far better environment in in the classroom, in our extracurriculars, in the hallways, in the legacy you leave at viewpoint. And I hope that through Challenge Success doing surveys, planning activities, planning speaker series, just having an open door for conversation, that's that's what we can do.
0: That's a great overview. I really appreciate yeah. that, Gracie. And so for you, has there been any particular highlight of your time in the club or an event or activity or person that, that really spoke yeah. to you?
1: Well, first, I I have just really loved being able to kind of be this, this student and this group that almost acts like a liaison between admin and students. And what we found from that is how approachable admin is and how... Um, and how, how dynamic the student experience is. And so it's been really a really, really valuable experience to get to see both sides of that coin and how we as a group can join those two um, great aspects together. And then just to pinpoint something super specific, um, we did an activity last year with the juniors which is my grade when we were juniors and we did this kind of blind college taste test where we redacted the names of colleges and we described the programs um, that the colleges had and I kind of got to spearhead that and work with Mr. Polyam, or one of the college counselors on, on really seeing how students react to something without the name and the ranking. And for me, hearing the feedback from other students in my grade, hearing how valuable they thought they was, that was how they felt like that very clearly communicated a message to focus more on how, how a school works for you rather than the number it provides. That was where I really saw, you know, change coming into action.
0: And how nice for you to be able to get the direct feedback from your fellow students. on the efficacy Um, effectiveness of that. And hopefully that's something you guys can do again in -hmm. the future once we're all back on campus. Although I'm sure you're probably figuring out a way to do it remotely.
1: That's been a challenge. How can we convert all of these things um, Mm. onto remote learning? And if I could give an example, one of the big activities we've always done since the start, since that 10th grade year, is called the fishbowl, where you imagine a big room just filled with a bunch of chairs and about five students get to sit in a circle with a moderator and they're asked questions and are given as long as they need to share their experiences on those on those questions and surrounding them are are 20 teachers and the teachers can take notes but they cannot speak they cannot say anything and then after an hour, the students are asked to leave and then the teachers can talk, speak amongst themselves. And so that's something that we're really looking forward to being able to take onto Zoom because all we have to do <laughs> is make sure the teachers are on a permanent mute and just let some students go ahead. That's been something that that we're gonna really be easily able to convert onto
0: Zoom, which is That's great. great. I'm glad you guys can be able to do that again. I know that that's yeah. something that uh, I've heard about and yeah. how powerful it was. And then I remember... Uh, wasn't there some sort of shadowing that happened? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can.
1: So at a certain point in the year, usually in the past, we've done it around the February, March, April range. We offer out to teachers first if they'd like to shadow a student for a day. And what that means from the teacher side is they have a sub who um, subs for all of their classes that on that given day. So they are then paired with the student and the student chooses a day. Often they'll choose, you know, a, a busier what a busier day looks like. And then the teacher essentially trails behind the student all day. And one of the one of the film teachers, Mr. Rowe, I got to speak with him after he did it one year. And not only did he have so much admiration for the teacher's ability to keep the students engage, engaged, but he had so much admiration for us as students. To have the stamina to make it through the day to rush to classes to quickly switch your brain from a history class to an accelerated math course and I think for that it, it made him a, a better better more understanding teacher and I think that's the experience that a lot of teachers have had after being able to follow a student through their day
0: that's very powerful very powerful yeah. what did the students say about that experience having the the teacher with them
1: I think at first it's a little goofy you know you kind of talk amongst (laughs) yourselves about which teacher you got matched with um I think students feel it's really important I think they've really been able to say like look when I come to your English class like I was in my Spanish class before like getting pummeled for not you know saying this word right you know after a test and so I hope not that teachers were blind to that before but they really experienced firsthand how hard it is to go from class to class with the expectation that at the at the start of every block the students are fine and perky and ready to go and i think a lot of teachers have been able to take that into account which has made the students very appreciative of the program
0: that's great. That's one wonderful implementation that you've seen as a result of these activities, right? So you guys mm-hmm. have participated in activities, fishbowl, um, shadowing your mm-hmm. own student communications, talking with the teachers, talking with administration. Mm-hmm. You've described a lot of great things that you guys are doing at the um, the club level. And then you start to see things implemented in the classroom or implemented in the academic experience. So one of them you mm-hmm. described is that there's more empathy or understanding yes. for transitions mm-hmm. and an appreciation for just how mm-hmm. long your days are. Because I think people don't recognize oh. that a lot of you start at seven, 7.30 a.m. if you have sports or music mm-hmm. or something like that, and can go quite late depending on the amount of homework mm-hmm. that's being sent home. What else have you noticed as a student that has changed or evolved or adapted as a result of the start of Challenge Success here at Viewpoint?
1: I think my answer would be that, from my personal experience, I have noticed far more change on the on the teachers' end. I think what I want to strive for is students knowing that it's okay to change our mindset in 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 respect to our workload. I think I've seen teachers. And again, this is just my experience teachers being really understanding when you say, hey, I I can't finish this assignment, but I want to see students giving themselves a little more forgiveness in terms of saying "I, I can't finish this assignment and I have to have the faith that my teacher is going to care far more about my well being than however many words I need to put down on this paper some of the greatest change i've seen is in the mindset of teachers i hope that we can make more change in the mindset of students
0: that's beautifully said that's really beautifully said and i think something that you know as i'm learning more about challenge success too in these conversations that i've been having with with administration and parents and faculty and yourself and other students to come is that challenge success does not take away from the academic achievement excellence and drive that many if not all viewpoint students have mm-hmm. to some degree it's something that is married to that that also allows them what you just described so beautifully which is that that a mental space mm-hmm. to say i am empowered mm-hmm. to navigate my well-being i'm empowered to articulate when i need more space so that i can achieve so that i can excel so that i can do my best and I Absolutely. think that's a really important um, um, duality that is uh, important to get across to people so they understand that these two coexist simultaneously.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you put that really, really well. I think we it has been drilled in our heads for so long that success means always going, like, go, 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 go. Right. You have to always be doing something. Yeah. And what I've realized in Challenge Success and what message that I'm hoping to relay is that success is far more nuanced than just being able to be doing the most at every point in time. It's, it's being able to take the space away from your work to come back and do your best work. And so if we can change that definition for students, I think that's the most, most meaningful to, to Viewpoint's environment.
0: Well said. I think you've really articulated well what you'd like the students to take away from our conversation. Mm-hmm. And you've talked a little bit about the changes that you've seen in the faculty and, and how that's positively impacted uh, day-to-day experiences uh, at Viewpoint for our students. Um, I wonder if you want to talk about what you'd like parents to know.
1: Ooh, I like this question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that might not be relatable to everyone at first. And then I'm going to say a second thing that hopefully will to reflect on my personal experience, I am the youngest of three daughters, or there's three of us, and I'm the youngest, so I have two older sisters, both very accomplished, very great students that both went to Viewpoint, and I think what was valuable for me, and this is a message to any parent who has multiple kids, specifically, that have all gone to Viewpoint, so again, a very focused group, but knowing that it is never helpful for your kid to be compared to their sibling and knowing that Viewpoint has so, such a great abundance of opportunities that however many kids you have, they're gonna be able to create their own identity at Viewpoint and when we compare ourselves to others, specifically to sometimes siblings, it can be really hard to recognize that you have so many opportunities to create an identity separate from them. And so my parents, to reflect on my experience with my parents, my parents never felt the need to compare me to my sisters, which I'm so incredibly grateful for. And I guess I would just project onto other parents to also not compare their their kids (laughs) to any of their other kids. Um, And then to reach a wider net of parents, I think the greatest comment we get, and I say great in terms of like majority, Quantity is how they feel like. Viewpoint offers resources for parents to, you know, kind of breathe down our necks. You know, the the grade book is open for parents to see. Um, It's with remote learning specifically. It's really easy to know what your student is doing at all times. Um, You kind of face a weird point in high school when you transition from your mom driving you around everywhere to you get your license and you have that bit of freedom, and so. for as many many resources parents as viewpoint offers you to be at the epicenter of your students academic and um, extracurricular experience I implore you to take a step back and I guess have the level of trust because if your kid knows that they can trust that you have trust in them, they're going to be far more motivated to get it done so that they can um,
0: keep up that that relationship. That's a fantastic piece of advice. That's really, <laughs> really great. For, I was
1: waiting for your reaction because I didn't know if he would be like, "Ooh, I do
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a younger kid and uh, yeah. he's still learning how to be independent. And totally. I, I think in middle school, Viewpoint does a great job of Encouraging and articulating that very vocally um, mm-hmm. to the parents, saying, Hey, you need to let them um, try things out. You need to let them stumble. You need to let them figure it out. You need to let them, um, you know, uh, process it through themselves so that they can take ownership of it. And I think what's interesting is that you're talking about a time when parents are about to let you go because mm-hmm. you're getting ready to transition away from the home into young adulthood, into independence. And I think your words are really powerful because it's reminding us there's a space as parents to hold them, but also give them the, the freedom and the intellectual space, right? Yeah. Uh, a maturity space mm-hmm. to transition into that independence yeah. and into that adulthood. So I think I think that's a, that's a good reminder that, you know, yeah. being a good parent doesn't necessarily mean looking at the grade book. Being a good parent yeah. means saying, we love you.
1: Yeah, and I think to go off of what you just said, your students seeing that you have the confidence in the resources viewpoint provides for them is gonna make them have the confidence in the resources viewpoint is providing for them and they'll use those. So I think that's like, really great piece to remember.
0: That's a wonderful, wonderful spot to (laughs) to wrap this up. Oh, Gracie, I had such a good time talking to you today. Thank you. And I'm just uh, so impressed with uh, how much you and all the other Viewpoint students juggle and manage and uh, embrace as part of this experience at our school. Any last closing thoughts or uh, farewells from you? Well, in
1: addition to the fact that I hope whoever's listening is safe and at home and with their families, I think now, uh, more than ever, is a really great time to just trust the process, and we're all at home with a lot of our thoughts, and I hope for, for students, for parents, for faculty, Challenge Success can be a place to let those feelings resonate and then act
0: on them. Thank you so much, Gracie Schechter. It's been a delight talking to you today. Um, And for anyone who has any further questions, uh, you can connect with Challenge Success on my viewpoint under the Challenge Success tile. And we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Thanks so much for your time today. And uh, we will uh, say goodbye. Thank you.